Yes, good evening. That's all you're getting for a salutation. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of puckish right now. Actually, had a great day, but um, earlier this evening, somebody called me distressed, quite a bit distressed, um, that there, there were a bunch of rumors flying around, and this person is in the know. You know, in other words, people confide in this person because they can keep their mouth shut. And I, I confide in them, too, because they can keep their mouth shut. They're very close to me, and I can tell them things. Well, anyway, they called me distressed, telling me uh, that this person came to them and was telling them all this stuff, other people's business, I mean, in depth. And, uh, well, let me tell you, this person's smart. I would really love this person because they're really smart. They don't jump to conclusions and they don't let fear um, take a hold of them. They're very rational. And they quickly figured out that this person wasn't telling them what everybody else was in, as everybody else was saying and stuff to inform them. This person was telling he uh, knew I was going to yawn at some point, so don't be too disappointed. The purpose of this person telling them all these things that people were saying was to try to get the person to reveal what they knew if they knew anything and maybe fill in some of the blanks and then give them a scapegoat in case they needed to, you know, say where they heard. If they got questioned, they'd be able to say, yeah, well, I talked to so-and-so and they told me when they were the ones that initiated conversations. So this person being smart, um, uh, two freaking yawns, I'm sorry. Being smart, they they became, they were coy with the person. They wouldn't confirm and wouldn't deny. And I'm taking off my top, so it sounds like I'm in a tunnel. So they played it. They played it quite cool, but unfortunately, they don't have the experience I have, so they didn't know how to really play it out. They got a little nervous um, because they're being heavily questioned. And then they said, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And they cut it off, which was wise for this person. Uh, uh, excuse me. I would have let the person continue to talk. I would have turned the tables on them. But this person does not have that level of understanding and experience. So they jettisoned because that's what they they felt that they needed to get out of the conversation now. Because they were when they were asked, what do you know about or have you heard anything? That's when they decided that they needed to get out of the conversation. So for them, that was a wise decision. They call me. They tell me this. And then they ask me what they should do with it. You know, um, I'm in a bad position. <sighs> I've got terminal yawn, terminal yawning syndrome. No, they said I'm in a terrible, terrible position because all these other people are, are talking about this. This person has come to me, and I know they were trying to get me to tell them what's going on, find out what I know, and I cut them off. But now I'm afraid. Where do, how do I go forward? So I counseled them on how to deal with it. And I said, do not involve yourself in any of the conversations with any of those people. Don't get involved. Then you can honestly say, uh, <sighs> excuse me, you can honestly say, I didn't talk to them about it. I, I, I wasn't involved in any of their conversations. That was the first thing I told them. I said the second thing is um, do not allow that person to come back to you and engage you again in that conversation. Um, 
tell them, you know, tell them, I already told you I don't want to talk about it and leave it and leave it at that. And I said, and then distance yourself from those people because when it becomes known, um, they're going to be looking for the people who are associating and people that are grouping together and you don't want to be seen with those people. Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm eating straw. Well, no, I'm eating drinking. Man, I got to get my mind together here. I'm drinking spearmint peppermint tea. It's supposed to be good for you. It's an herbal tea. Uh, my daughter actually turned me on to it and said, Dad, you got to try it. It's really good for you. And, you know, <laughs> with, with all the with all the assorted promises that the sellers of this herbal tea, you know, profess, um, you know, I won't even go into some of the things. It's just some sound so ridiculous to me that whatever. If it does, it does. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not believing it. Put it that way. Um, then they asked me the golden question, and that is, how can you know? Um, oh, no, I'm trying to. That's not really how they worded it. They they said, um, is um, is there any way you can know who to trust? Basically, is what I'm paraphrasing what they asked me. They said, "Is there any way you can know who to trust?" And I said, "Yeah, you you can test them, you can analyze them, you can trust your feelings and all that." But I said, "But the bottom line is this: even if you know you can trust them, what's most difficult to determine is how far you can trust them, um, how much you can let them in." And uh, you certainly can't judge the future. You can't determine the future. Maybe they're your friend today, and then they're not your friend tomorrow. And maybe you didn't do anything, you know. Maybe somebody told them something they believed it, even though it wasn't true. And now your relationship is, you know, is hurt by the lies of somebody else. Um, and it's hurt the relationship. Um, because they listened to him. I said, do you really, I said, you really have to do all you can and be very careful what you entrust other people with. And as far as information, I said, um, I said in life, it's, it's easy to help people, give them rides, loan them money, you buy them food. I said, that's the easy stuff because you can, at any time you can stop doing it and, if you're if you're loaning them the money, that's different. Of course, the expectation of being paid back. But if you give them the money, who cares? You gave it to them. It was a gift. It's, it's there's no connection. If you buy them lunch, you bought them lunch. That's a gift. No connection. I said I try to conduct myself in a way. I said there there are people like my wife. I trusted her completely. She never gave me a reason not to trust her. So the entire marriage we had was built on trust. She trusted me. I trusted her. And we had a wonderful relationship. Nothing more debilitating than being involved with somebody you don't really know if you can trust. And that's what I was telling this person. Um, I said, well, it's sad because it's difficult to determine how much you can trust a person. Um, I said, it's very common for people when they first meet you, if they like you and things are going well, they want to tell you everything about themselves because they want to make, they want to establish a connection with you that's very strong. That's just human nature, you know. 
women do it with men, men do it with women, when you know, people do it as friends. The difference is, and this is what I was telling this person, I said the difference is, um, depending on the relationship, it may not be appropriate for you to open up and tell uh, the person deep personal things about yourself. Um, I said, usually after a period of time, you can tell, you can feel these things, and but you never really know. Uh, for well, I would say you never really know. You can determine pretty precisely, but you don't know absolutely sure until after the fact. Hmm. It's a very, it's a very difficult thing because, um, and I told them my formula. When I meet you, I trust you 100%. And, and the person went, what? Like, <laughs> they were surprised. I said, no, you're misunderstanding my words because probably I'm not explaining it very well. When I say I trust them 100%, what I mean is I will give them 100% trust. That doesn't mean I'm going to tell them everything. It doesn't mean I'm going to give them a chunk of money and say, hang on to this formula. It doesn't mean I'm going to give them a gun. It just means that I am not going to prejudge them and I'm not going to accuse them of anything. I'm going to let the relationship grow, trusting them for what they say and what they do and believing them all the time, analyzing, watching, determining, assessing, all that stuff. Um, and if they prove to me that they cannot be trusted 100%, I quickly make the adjustment to lower the level of trust. Um, many times, and I will say this in defense of other people, many times I have gotten in trouble, or most of the, well, let's say most of the time, because that would be more accurate. Most of the time, the trouble I have with other people who are close to me or who I trust or who trust me and things like that um, is I sometimes I don't communicate um, well, I say things and they don't really know what I'm saying and it upsets them and it causes them to be suspicious and it causes them to assume, causes a lot of problems, which I've told people every time I ever get deeply involved with someone, I always tell them if, if you have any questions, if there's something that you don't understand, just ask me and I will tell you the truth. I won't lie to you. Now, here's the, the condition. I mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. I will answer you if I can tell you the truth. I will not answer you if I cannot tell you the truth. And I will not answer you if I feel it's I shouldn't answer you. So sometimes my not answering you isn't because I'm hiding anything. It's because I don't feel I should tell you. The other part is um, I may not want you to know. Seriously. Um, I may not, not want you to know how I really feel about you deeply. I may not want you to know how I feel about something you're doing or how you're living your life and things like that. I'm, those are very delicate situations to, um, to be involved with with somebody when somebody, um, is living their life a certain way and they want to know whether you approve or not. Well, it's not really for me to approve. It's not really me for me to say um, so sometimes I will tell the person, yes, I think you're making a mistake or I don't understand why you're doing this because you're so freaking smart. Why are you involved in this stupidity? 
or maybe I feel sorry for them because they're really hurt by another person that they're in a relationship with. And it's difficult for me because I feel, I understand they're in love with a person and connected to the person, but I also understand that it's a toxic relationship and it's going to end in failure. It's going to end in unhappiness, but it's difficult for me because I don't want to add to the person's burdens. I don't want to add to their disappointment by telling them what most people already know anyway. Um, so I will, I'll try in a gentle way to, to tell the person what they already know. Or if they're not really sure, I'll clarify for them. But I don't want to hurt their feelings and want to add to their burden. So a lot of times I'm reluctant to do that. Now, some people with me are hot and cold, um, you know, in my relationship with them. Sometimes they're, they're very friendly and active and, uh, you know, interact with me frequently. And other times they're cold, they're distant. I don't hear from them. I accept that from a person. If I know a person is like that for whatever reason, it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. I know a lot of people, they call it ghosting, I think, or fading or whatever. Um, it really bothers them. Well, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, I, I view it as they're doing something with their life, and and I don't put constraints on that. My thing is, is um, do what you need to do or do what you're doing. If I hear from you later on, great. If I don't hear from you, that's fine, too. It doesn't matter to me uh, because with those types of relationships, I have already made adjustments in those relationships with that person. So I purposely have kept myself from getting too close to the person to begin with because I have a tendency to do that. And knowing I have a tendency to do that, to bond with people or get too close to people, I purposely guard against it. Um and I, I, I suggested to this person to do that, too. And I said to him, well, I said, you know my wife, right? You knew my wife. And they said, oh, yeah, of course I knew your wife. And I said, okay, well, you knew our relationship, right? And they said, yeah, you guys had a pretty good relationship. I said, that's the only person I trusted with completely. I mean, carte blanche completely. She is the only person on earth I put that trust in. My daughter comes next. And I explained to him. The, you know, how I do things and how I, um, you know, how with people who I know I can trust and who are really close to me, I have a bond with my wife. Of course, she's my wife. Of course, I'm going to have a complete bond with her and complete love and compassion and regard and all that stuff. And my daughter being my daughter, of course, I love her as my daughter and she's my confidant. And, you know, I, I, if I have, well, let me tell you like this. When I have periods of like depression and you know sadness or distance or anything, I only talk to my daughter about those things. I don't. I never talk to other people in any great detail about that kind of stuff. I never talk to them about my struggles. I talk to my daughter about my struggles and and I talk to my open myself up quite a bit with my daughter because I trust her and I tell her. You know, like what it is um, that her now their mother's been gone for over a year. What it's like for me. It's been about a year and a half. So I tell her, you know, how it's affecting me and different things like that. And so I tell her very personal things about my life. Um, I tell her about my plans for the future. Um, I, you know, 
she knows my cryptocurrencies. So she knows an awful lot about me um, because I've shared it with her. Now, I share some of those things with other people, but I do not share my heart with other people. I don't. Yeah, it's inappropriate. Even in the strongest of friendships, um, you need to keep that distance. Now, you, when I say share my heart, I'm talking about the deeper love that um, that you have for another person. You You should not have that with a friend. You should have a friendly love, a friendly uh, giving of the heart. In other words, you're con you're concerned about them. You hope the best for them, you know, that kind of a thing. But you should never allow your bond with your friend to capture your heart. You should never do that. It is, it's disastrous. If you want to end a friendship, do it. It's one of the shortest ways to end a friendship. Um, is to allow yourself to inappropriately bond to somebody. It's, it, it'll cause all kinds of problems in your life with that person. It'll, it'll end the friendship. I've seen it so many times. Um, it, it does. Um, it, it, because it's not right. It's not appropriate. And it, it causes the bonding process is inappropriate. And when, if you allow it to happen, or if you allow them to bond to you like that, but let me tell you, okay, I know I'm a little scatterbrained, it may appear, but because I'm having to select my thoughts because I'm getting so many of them. There's, there's two sides to the coin of the danger of bonding. There's the side of the coin where you bond, or you begin to bond with the other person more than you should. There's that bond. But there's also the reciprocal bond, which is they are bonding with you. And this is what happens. If you bond with them, if you're bonding with them, um, you may cause them to begin to bond with you. They may reciprocate. What usually happens is if you're a person like me who doesn't, who, in other words, if you're a person like me who, takes measures not to bond with people deeply, you know, except like, you know, a wife or a family member or something. Um, what will end up happening is if you're the person that does bond with people, if somebody else initiates the bond, if it's the same sex thing, like, you know, a, a dude who's a friend of yours, unless you're a fag, the bond will never take place on that level. So there's no danger of bonding with a, a man to a man or a woman to a woman. Those bonds will never reach critical mass. They just won't. It's the bonds between the opposite sex that are the most dangerous. Because for a man, if he doesn't guard himself, if the woman starts the bonding process, um, he intuitively can feel it. He can, he, he recognizes he, well, he, he doesn't recognize it on a conscious level. He unconsciously recognizes that she's bonding with him, getting close to him. So if he isn't someone who is conscious of it and takes efforts, makes it, you know, takes steps to prevent it, what will happen is he'll start to bond to her. I've seen this so many freaking times. I almost got in fistfights with guys uh, who I told them, 
you know, you freaking need to stay away from her. Leave her alone. You know, the, you, you, you know, this is ridiculous. You, uh, you know, I said, you people are talking every freaking day, sometimes several times a day. Um, and you're, you're talking about really deep personal and across the board, A to Z different subjects. I said, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna screw you up. Well, of course it did screw him up. Um, but she started it and he unconsciously picked up on it. And I saw the chemistry and was warning him not to get involved with her. Um, because he was married, but his wife was still alive, which, you know, which I should say, if, if both are single and it happens, that's their business. If both people are single and they're attracted to one another, and it doesn't matter who starts the bonding process, that they both participate and they want it, that's their business. And there's no danger because if it works out where they get together, who cares? If they're single, who cares? It's married people. That is the, the danger, the great danger. Um, if you're married or if you do not want to bond to the person, sometimes what happens is with men is they misunderstand the woman and they think the woman's interested in them and is sending them signals. Um, I would, uh, I'm very cautious on all, even when I was younger, I was very, very cautious on that stuff, not to assume that. Um, like my wife, for instance, when I was dating her, I never tried to kiss her until she kissed me, which was a way of giving, telling me, it's all right if you want to kiss me, I'm interested. But that's how I am. I'm resistant to taking the lead on that kind of stuff because I want to respect the person's sovereignty. And I don't think you make those moves on women without their permission. It's just That's just me. I don't know how other, I know other men, most men are not like that, but that's how I am. A lot of times men misunderstand. They think the woman's sending them signals. They think she's flirting and she's just being nice. Catastrophic for him and her. You know, it makes her worried and scares her. And, and then he's disappointed and crushed that one, that he made the mistake that he assumed. And then two, that, he, that she's not interested in him. It usually, you know, it hurts a lot of men, blows their egos to pieces. The thing is, is you have to decide. Well, you have to live by standards, too. You have to have a set of standards. If you're a married man or if she's a married woman and you're single or you're married and she's single or you're both married or whatever, um, you have to you have to not allow a bond to take place. It's wrong. Yeah, I do. I'll destroy it. If I feel I'm starting to bond, I'll destroy those feelings. I will spend less time with the person. I will take steps to kill it. I do not allow it to, to develop. I kill it early in the game. If I have any suspicion, it's going on. I never act upon suggestions from the other person. I never do. Um, I'll either ignore um, or I will defeat um, their suggestion. I won't, I won't take part of it. I won't take part in it. That's how it is. Um, there's a lot of things I do, but what I'm trying to say is that, as like I told this person, a true bond with the heart can only take should only take place between uh, married people and family members, in, in an appropriate way. But when it comes to friends and associates and everybody else, the government, everybody in in, in the world. 
Um, you don't give your heart. You give your mind, you give your time, maybe you give your money. You do a lot of things, but you do not establish a bond on that level with that person. If you can do that, and a lot of people can't. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people struggle with it. I've seen um, the bond happen and the two people start doing things together. And then, and then it just goes up in flames because it's wrong. And one of the two of them realizes this is so wrong. I can't do this. And oh, it just causes all kinds of problems. Here's my suggestion, because I'm not going over 30 minutes this time, because I got to get to bed churches tomorrow. You have to first structure yourself to ensure that your relationships are appropriate to the relationship. And this, these are the things I told this person. These are people you work with. So you should have a professional relationship with them. You should not get involved in their lives. You, sh you should not create, you know, have a, a special relationship with them as individuals or a group. These are people you work with. They are associates. They're not friends. Remember that. And because this person is a leader in his this person is in a supervisory capacity, and I said, you cannot afford in your position to be somebody's friend. You need to keep it professional, and you need to guard against, um, you know, people coming to you and confiding in you. You need to guard against the, the confiding process because confiding causes bonds. When people confide in one another, it creates a bond. Now, me, <laughs> and probably because I've been doing this for so long and been involved in it, and I have a lot of experience, whenever somebody confides in me, I automatically build a wall. I do. It's almost like going to prison where there's glass between the glass between you and the prisoner, but you can talk and you can see each other and everything, but there's a separation. I always keep the separation from the person. Even if I'm really close to them and really care about them and everything, I keep that wall of separation. That's, that's what I do. And that's what I was telling this person. I said, you need to keep a, build a wall between you and that person so you never get connected. You never bond. You can have a very good friendship. You can genuinely care about them. You can help them. You can do a lot of things. But you keep that wall between you. yeah. And actually, if you protect your heart, you're less likely to have it hurt anyway. So if you have a friendship where you're giving your heart to the person and, you know, and you have this special relationship, I hear this shiza all the time. Um, be prepared to have your heart broken. Be prepared to have disappointment, to be let down, because we all do not operate. Uh, at an optimum level all the time we fluctuate we have good days we have bad days sometimes we're very understanding sometimes we're not very understanding so when you're dealing with people um there could be some serious disappointments um in the relationship if you bond with the person and the expectations are high it can cause a lot of problems it causes a lot of hurt feelings and disappointment um like I, I've made some corrections to my speech, the things I say to people, because I realized that the words I was using were giving the wrong impression. There was like one person 
Um, she came right out and asked if I loved her. As, and I said, well, as a friend, I love you as a friend, which means I care about you and, uh, you know, we want to help you and give you advice. And, you know, if I can do it, I will do it. But that love is generic. It's not romantic. It's not deep. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's just a caring rather than saying love. I should have just told her, no, I really care about you. Um, you know, and, and I think about, you know, hoping that your life will go, get better and things, you'll be happier and all that. So I should have explained it that way. I should have never answered the question. Do you love me? Yes. I should have never said that because it gave the wrong impression, but I've since corrected that made it very clear. Um, and you know, so now they have the understanding, so I'm not worried about it anymore. But, but that's the thing you got to, if you want to have a harmony in your relationships with other people on a friendship level, you have to keep, keep your heart out of it. You know, you have to build that wall. You have to keep it appropriate and you have to be honest with yourself. And that is that you may have a very good friendship now, but in the future, it may not be so good. Maybe it's better. You don't know what it's going to be. You don't know how they're going to respond. You don't know how their life is going to change. Um, you don't know if you're even going to be around. You might die. They might die. Um, don't burden yourself getting in too deep um, with your feelings with other people on a friendship level. If you have a spouse, give them your heart. Your family members, give them your heart. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. Other people, give them your compassion. Give them your kindness. Give them your patience. Give them those things. Um, give them your regard. All that stuff. Do not give them your heart. Yeah. And when I say loving somebody, loving somebody meaning that you care about them and you don't do anything against them. You're trying to help them. That's how you love your neighbor. You, you respect them and you do what you can for them within reason. But that's it. It doesn't mean you go over there and have some relationship with them. That's, that's not it. Keep it a friendship. If you do, though, and do not confide in people. Don't. You might tell people things about your past or this and that. Do not. When I say confide, I'm saying do not confide on the level where you tell them your deepest, most private feelings about things. It'll create a bond. It will. And if, if somebody does that with you, you're going to have to fight um, the bond bonding process. I had to recently, well, a year ago or months ago or whatever it was, nine months ago. You'll have to fight it and you'll have to destroy it. Because if you don't, you will want that person. That's what will happen. You'll want them. Because if you give them your heart, that won't be enough. You'll want their heart, and then you'll want them. Um, bad. Unless you're both single and you really are attracted to each other, any other scenario is bad, bad, bad. It'll, have, it'll end with nothing but failure and disappointment. That's all I can say, you know. So, all right, that's it. I did go over 30 minutes, but um, I feel the need to say this because I think I think many people make this mistake. Yeah. Oh, and the final thing, 
intimacy of any kind will create a freaking bond stronger than you could even believe. So holding hands, kissing, fondling each other, sex, intercourse, all that stuff, that creates the strongest bond. Something to definitely be um, be concerned about, be wary of. If you involve, if you get involved intimately with somebody, it's going to that's going to make that bond strong as steel. I'm not kidding you. That's why you're supposed to not have sex before marriage because it kind of creates bonds and emotional trauma for people when when the other person doesn't reciprocate or fulfill their role. It really hurts people. Because there's a bond, and they want the person, and the person doesn't really want them. Causes a lot of problems. But anyways, you got your marching orders. Now I'm going to say goodnight and go to bed. Like I said, church is tomorrow. But think about this, because, you know, you you do want to, um, I think all good people really want to appreciate people and be their friend and all that stuff. Um, Just be really careful about confiding in people, and certainly, as I said, do not give your heart to anybody but a spouse or family member. Otherwise, you're going to have disappointments in your life. That's the way. Of, that's the name of that tune. If you don't believe me, try it. You'll see that I'm telling you the truth. All right, goodbye.